Saturday with Colm O'Mungan on RTE Radio 1. Welcome back. Now, the Oireachtas Committee on Agriculture heard submissions earlier this week on the need for more college places to be created to train more vets. Right now, there's only one veterinary school in the country, that's in UCD, where 80 students are accepted each year. Dozens more travel abroad, mostly to Hungary and Poland, to study veterinary on an annual basis. But will training more vets at home do anything to address the shortage of veterinary surgeons in that area of animal health and welfare that is most under pressure? That is farm animals. Conor Gerrishy is a farm animal vet and the owner of the Farmgate Veterinary Group. He's been telling me about the difficulty in recruiting and retaining young graduates. We've never had more graduates on the register. So there's 3,300 odd now. So whilst there's more demand for vets in, in small animal sectors, I think it's becoming increasingly difficult to retain young vets in mixed animal practice or farm animal practice. And that's not just an Irish issue, really. It's, you know, it's the same in the UK and also in New Zealand. I think we have to look at that as well as just turning out more graduates because it's important that these graduates have a realistic expectation of a career that they can engage in for 35 or 40 years. Can you talk through some of the reasons that they may not be choosing this as the, the specialism, the area that they want to focus on? All veterinary is demanding, but large animal veterinary always has been a demanding job or life choice. If you're a graduate and you're looking at, you know, working two nights, one night, two nights a week, every third weekend, and maybe there's a job with a comparable salary or just maybe slightly less salary that you don't have to get up at night, then obviously the choice, lots of people are making that choice to, to take the easier path. And Connor, paint us a picture. Like, what is it like going out onto a farm? How physical is it? I mean, every call is different, but there is the potential if you're, if, if you're a young assistant, you get a call you're maybe not long in the practice. You don't know, you know, the people or the area, you know, but you're trying to find this person. You don't know them. You know, it's dark at night. There might be a very difficult case there. Very limited help available on farms. Sometimes you're dealing with, you know, an older farmer who you're worried about is going to get hurt or, or something or, you, or that you're going to get hurt yourself. And, it, you know, these can be very stressful situations. And presumably um, sometimes that older farmer might be a little bit sceptical of the new grad fresh out of college. Yeah, you know, I was, you know, I was just reminiscing yesterday about, you know, um, t- your typical new grad vet would have probably been one of the brightest people in school all the way up along, and and maybe got lots of accolades, and and uh, would have been used to that kind of being in in pole position until they land on their first farm, and then you know they're probably regarded as the worst vet that ever came onto the farm. So uh, you know, it's a bit of a culture shock for for lots of graduates. Uh, you know, when when they phone a vet, they generally would prefer if the principal came out, and you know that's not always possible. So it can be disheartening for for young graduates in ways. And when you're tired, naturally get a little bit cranky. All these things become more of an issue than they would, for example, in July or August. And let's say eighty graduates coming out of UCD this year, Connor. Where are they likely to go, and what what is generally the ratio percentage of of vets that you're seeing going and taking on farm animals? We will give talks to, in UCD to students, um, you know, uh, clinical talks. My, myself and a colleague every year, and we were we were asking the students last year of the eighty. Now, of the eighty, usually about fifteen are from the six counties, and they tend to go home. Yeah, and all, that's always been the case, which leaves about 65. Of that, 45, you know, would prefer would prefer small animals. Maybe six, seven, eight, nine, ten that want to do equines only, and that leaves you a very small pool of mm. the 10 to 12 that want to do mixed practice. 
What do you think needs to be done in terms of a solution here to attract more potential vets in that are going to take on the specialism of farm animals? I don't know the answer to, to, to how to attract them in because this is not just an Irish phenomenon. We're seeing this in the UK. That's just maybe the way it is and maybe we have to accept it. I don't know. And do you think um, there are alternatives, just making it more open, lower uh, leaving cert points? Any other ways of coming at it where maybe you're attracting more kids who grow up on farms and have a real love uh, and sense of passion for this area? I don't know is that the limiting factor. I mean, having been in college from a farming background, I don't think it's an even split that all the people from farming backgrounds stay in farm and veterinary. I think many of them choose, you know, different career paths. I know in our own practice we have half the vets are from farming background and half aren't. And, you know, some of the ones not from farming background are way more enthusiastic than the ones that are. So um, growing so up on a farm could actually be the, the guiding sure thing to put you off. You know, yeah, it could. <laughs> but I think people, you know, when, when someone graduates from college, you know, they look at their options and... It all depends on and, and the, a number of coincidences. You know, you know, they meet a life partner. They want to move somewhere. They want to, you know, they want to travel, and they see maybe opportunities for what's the best for me. And there are so many opportunities now that to assume that they're going to come back home and practice large animal veterinary medicine is probably a step too far. What about compensation, Connor? Yeah, I think that's been under pressure for probably a decade now uh, since the last recession, and I think. I was even looking at CSO figures yesterday. Somebody gave me a report that, you know, veterinary medicine is the only input that hasn't increased over the last three years. And any ideas how you come at reviewing that then? I don't know. I think it's something that vets probably don't make the best business people, but I think we do have to get a little bit more creative in that way. I think the idea of lots of young graduates don't appear to want to set up or buy their own practices even if they did they find it almost impossible to get finance to buy a practice because it's not a, a tangible entity that the bank would lend money for so there, there are lots of barriers it is something that probably needs a multifaceted approach government department the colleges the veterinary profession and indeed farmers Conor Garrity there from the Farmgate Veterinary in Galway speaking to me earlier Minister Pippa Hackett just on the specifics there of considering whether a new uh, course is required, more places or just a new veterinary college in its entirety. How do we solve for this? Um, yeah, no, it is, a, it is a challenge. And look, obviously, the, the, the role vets play across the board, not just in large animal practice, large animal health is, is, is essential. It's vital, really. Um, um, it seems to be the, the direction of travel, because as you heard, we've, we've more vets than ever on the register here in Ireland. Um, and it's a choice that, that young vets um, are making um, to, to not go into large animal practice. I mean, that has an effect not only on, on the, the lack of vets out there, but also on animal health as well on farms, if farmers can can't access vets to help them, you know, deal with difficulties on their farms. Um, and and I I know as as a farmer myself, a beef and sheep farmer, like that we, we you know I know how challenging that. So can given be. that how challenging it is, what I, is I mean, the putting more here, vets what, what, into the system doesn't necessarily you know change people's hearts and minds about what type we're of seeing, practice they want to but do. But given that we have kids going abroad to mm. do this course, but we have 13, here, 13 million cattle and sheep, and we only have. 300 vets working in farm veterinary like what's the solution I mean here? I mean look I mean obviously my department and and through with Minister Harris we're looking at you know maybe looking at another veterinary school and that that process is is in play and the HEA has higher education authority has sought interest 
saying that that not, doesn't necessarily solve the problem of what the choices are of vets um, and maybe you know we have to start looking at that from the other end how do you how do you make the job of large animal practice Ma- a more a more approachable job exactly. Michael McNamara you're a farmer is this something that's been on your radar yeah, I mean, you know, there are less and less uh, vets in, in, in rural Ireland and uh, more vets from uh, other countries who are obviously excellent vets, but, um, you know, they may wish to go back to, to whatever um, country they, they qualified in. They may want to move their whole lives here indefinitely. Um, but I suppose one <coughs> of the things that, the, that when the... Or when the new medical school in Limerick University was founded, uh, part of the impetus for that was the lack of um, GPs, and the, the, you know a lot of um, medical graduates were going into the um, into hospital medicine rather than being GPs. And one of the things that they did was that they gave people placements in general practices around the country. Now, obviously, there's still a shortage of GPs in the country, and probably even a bigger one. But a, a relatively large proportion of graduates from Limerick University Medical School go into general practice as a result of that type of um, uh, practical experience and I would hope that wherever this new medical school is uh, is established, I know Limerick is one of the, the, the many universities that are interested in it, that they look at that model of, no but I mean yeah. just because it's, it's a model doesn't mean that Limerick yeah. are the only ones who can apply it, yeah. uh, that they look at that model of, of making sure okay. that, that students have, uh, have experience anyway. in rural to Pat- practices. Thank you Michael McNamara, briefly Patter to be yeah. in on this. I just think it's incredible that we haven't uh, solved the supply and demand issue on this, we've known since 2007 there's a major problem a lot of vets are, are older now as well so this is actually going to get increasingly difficult uh, in, in many areas I think the point system as it's built is actually a, a key barrier to stop many people who will be able would be skilled and will be interested in getting involved but right now you have to literally get the top in every single subject to uh, get access to this and it's incredible that we have hundreds of students you know going over to Poland to study this and we don't have the facility here in Ireland I, I would encourage the government open up that ASAP okay. That's all we have time for today thank you for to all of our guests Sean Moran was our broadcast coordinator research was by Andrew Fleming Dave Gibson was on sound the programme was produced by Regina Henley stay tuned for Sarah Sport with Joanne Cantwell and Des Cahill